Take me out to the ball game. This, this, this is the House Flipping HQ podcast. Now let's get flipping with your host, Justin Williams. Yeah, on us! What's going on, everybody? Hope you're all doing amazing. I just got back. I am on top of the world. Just got back from, hands down, the best event that I've ever been to. It was a seven-figure flipping event in Baltimore, Maryland, and it was insane, off the hook, absolutely amazing, life-changing event for everyone who was there. Now, I'm going to give you a recap of the event, but I'm actually going to talk to you today about something that I have really gone back and forth on whether or not I was going to talk to you about. Uh, It's actually pretty, a little more on the personal side, but I'm going to go there. I'm going to go there because I believe that there is someone out there who needs to hear this, if not everyone. It's something that's not talked about very much. And I believe it may be the number one thing that takes people down in this business. And it's something that usually goes unnoticed and people aren't aware of that it is taking them down. But I believe if you identify this thing, if you recognize and are able to identify this thing, then you can actually defeat it and use it to your advantage. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So first, a quick recap. We showed up to Baltimore, Maryland. Now, I'll be honest. When Bill first started talking about Baltimore, people were kind of making jokes. And I was like, uh, am I going to get, you know, I'll say, am I going to get shot, right? Like, is this, is this safe? Like, what's going on? I'm not that familiar with these coasts. Never been to Baltimore. Uh, and I just, I wasn't so sure. But I trusted Bill. And I thought, okay, we'll just be on lockdown the whole time and we'll we'll make it happen. To be clear, I know there are some rough parts of Baltimore, but we showed up and we went to the Inner Harbor area and it was absolutely beautiful. One of the most beautiful cities I've I've ever seen and just an incredible overall experience. Did you guys know that's where the Star Spangled Banner was written? I'll pretend like I knew, but I'd be lying. So we got there on Thursday night. And we went to Chalbea's side note. Bill grew up in Baltimore and he used to take his dates there. So little little side note, don't tell Lucy. I don't know. They'll go over so well. So that's where we went. And it was absolutely amazing. The food was great. But even more importantly was the company just to reunite. I mean, it felt like a family reunion, this whole event. But a family reunion where there's no drama and where everyone's making high six and seven figures and, and multiple seven figures. And all have goals and are passionate and striving for something and just love life, right? Like, so absolutely incredible, but have also had this amazing culture and built this bond that that is incredible. So that, that happened that night. It was awesome reconnecting with people and hearing what everyone's doing. And then the next day, we all got together at the beginning to kind of do a, a quick lay of the land. And then some people kind of shared what they had done since the last event. And from the beginning, I was just getting choked up to hear person after person stand up. And literally some of these people who joined the group just a few months ago and last month did more volume than they did the previous 12 months combined, right? Like one guy gets up and shares how he did like $300,000 last month alone. And I was just like, oh my gosh, it it's just mind blowing to see person after person and how this group is is changing their life. So that was pretty cool. And then we went to the breakout sessions. Now, this is where all of our seven-figure flipping coaches that are making seven multiple seven figures 
go into a room and then people for an hour and 15 minutes, it was open book, ask whatever you want, no holds bar. They brought their computers, they opened up their entire business, gave away things, shared exactly how they're running the business. Uh, This isn't one of those events where you go and, hey, and if you pay this, you can get this and pay for this, you get this. No, it's you're in the group, we give you absolutely everything. So that was incredible. This time we actually had some of our eight-figure flipping members who are blowing it up in their business participate as well. And had some people sharing on land development deals that they've done that have made them multiple six figures and broke down the exact systems and processes for doing that. We had someone else share how they are flipping houses in seven days, like $45,000 rehabs and how they're flipping them in seven days and all of the inefficiencies that we have when it comes to rehabbing and how to eliminate that so you can keep your costs low and make more money. And then we had someone who shared their plan on how they are able to pay little to no taxes on their flips. Legally, ethically, this guy studies the tax code like crazy. He He's just a really smart guy, way smarter than me. And what he shared was absolutely amazing. And then, of course, we had, you know, no big deal, just exactly what they're doing uh, to put their house flipping or wholesaling machine on autopilot and do 100, 200 deals a year. You know, no big deal. No big deal. Just giving it all to you. Kind of interesting because it's kind of like periods and you got to choose like what period you go to. And when you think of that, you think of like school. It's like that, right? <laughs> but the difference is literally like, Each one of these periods, rather than being taught by a professor who probably doesn't make a lot of money and doesn't really love what they do and isn't really doing what they're teaching you to do, which is kind of strange, you're being taught by seven and multiple seven-figure income earners who have done exactly what it is that you want to do, and they're showing you exactly how to do it. And I just thought to myself, wow, like one of these periods is more valuable than an entire semester, an entire year of college, right? And Not only is it more valuable, but you get it done so much faster. And that's why our students progress so fast, right? Because they're just flooded. They're just given the exact step-by-step thing to do. And then all they got to do is show up, do it. And then we're here to continue to support them and and help them along the way. And then that night as a group, we all went to Phillips and had steak and crab. I tell you what, our food bill has sure gone up since Bill has taken over but it's been well worth it because, you know, spending a hundred bucks on a meal for everyone might be much, but spending that to allow them to have the experience that we were able to have while we were there is, is priceless. So we did that. And then the next day was the hot seats. And that's where every person gets up and shares the number one thing that is working best for them. So having all these incredible minds come together It's like a board of directors, share exactly what's working for them, share the one thing where they need help, and then everyone gives them feedback, and they all grow together. And that is absolutely, bar none, the fastest way to get the fastest answers, the best answers, get the results that that you need. And so at the end, we're like, it's time to wrap up. Everyone's waiting in the main room, and you know, Bill Allen still wasn't there. So I go in his room for a little bit just to kind of see how things are going. I was there for 15 minutes, and I kid you not, within that 15 minutes, I heard three things that I was like, that's a six-figure nugget, that's a six-figure nugget, and that's a six-figure nugget. Like these three things that those people, like if they do those in the next year, those things alone will make them each $100,000. Room after room I would go into and people that I knew were in the group, I knew they were doing well, but they get up and share what they were doing. And it's like, oh my gosh, this person's at high six figures, close to seven and I didn't. Even, I had no idea some of these people were even there. 
And what's awesome is, you know, one of them I walked in and this was a person that I actually, back when I was doing some of the calls myself to, to talk to people about the group, to see if they were a right fit, see if they wanted to join. One of them, like I brought in the group and I take, take that personally, right? It's like a big responsibility to me. So to walk in and see the success they were having and that they were almost to a million dollars, I was just overcome with gratitude. And then we went into the main room again and we shared the gold nugget value bombs where all the coaches in each room compile the top, the most valuable, most important things and share exactly those things in an hour. It's the most like jam-packed hour full of boom, 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 like just sharing with everyone else, like taking all this information that we together gathered as a group and then sharing that across the board with everyone. And, and we recorded that and are giving it to our members and it was absolutely amazing. And once again, just thing after thing after thing, it's like, oh my gosh, like this person is saving this much money by using this provider and this person is doing this and it's making him this much. And what's amazing about this group is, you know, most people, if they're like a one man show, they can't go and apply too many of these things at a time. But people in this group, they learned how to build a team. So you can very easily say, okay, go do this. Boom. And that thing can go make them another multiple, you know, six figures over the next 12 months. And that's how people grow their businesses. That's leverage. And that is the power of the seven-figure flipping mastermind group. So as if that wasn't enough, that night, Bill and Vanessa put together for us to go to Camden Park and go to the Baltimore Orioles baseball game. Now, I'm pretty sure the Orioles were in last place or are in last place in the league. But fortunately, they were playing like the second to last place team. And there was no points for most of the game. And then they scored and they held on and they won the game. And it was awesome. Oh, yeah, forever. I'm an Orioles fan. But the truth is, we were just there having a great time with all the seven-figure flipping members. I think only about a third of us were even watching the game, and uh, we probably weren't watching it that much, to tell the truth. Instead, we were talking about how to take over the world and building these relationships and partnerships and friendships that will last forever. You know, it's interesting because when I got home, I was talking to Tara, and I told her, I said, you know, when I started the House of HQ group, as you guys know, and community and podcast. I almost quit after a few months, but fortunately with the help of a lot of people, which are way too many to name right now, we stuck it out. And overall, it's been very fulfilling and rewarding. Having that been said, there has been a lot of ups and downs. And until recently, it still it felt kind of like more of a client relationship. And then something incredible happened after this past event. And this has been something that's kind of been happening uh, for... For most of this year, but there was a clear difference this time. And I truly like I I didn't want to leave. I mean, I did want to go home and see my family, but I didn't want to leave these people. Like I did not, it didn't feel like I was working with clients or hanging out with clients at all. It felt like friends. It felt like some of my best friends. It felt like people that I would want to hang out with more than anyone else, other than my wife and and, and kids sometimes. <laughs> not my wife always, but Tara always kids and other families sometimes. But the, these were the people. These are my people. You know, this business can be lonely sometimes. And sometimes you get to a point where even going to the RIAs doesn't really make a lot of sense or hanging out with people who aren't progressing and growing like you, whether it's family or anything. And these are my people. <laughs> like these were people who were not only successful financially, but somehow I don't know what's happened and everyone keeps talking about it, but the culture of this group it's unlike any group or anything I've ever seen in my life. 
I mean, everyone just caring and loving about each other so much and having an abundant mindset and just so willing to share and jump in. And the truth is like, it's, it's not about me. It's not about me anymore. At the beginning, maybe it kind of was, I was sharing my systems and everything I was doing, but now it's become so much more than that with the other coaches and the other people in the group. I mean, these guys are hanging out and they're learning from each other. And they're learning from the other coaches and the other members that are in eight-figure flipping that come to this event and still get a ton of value out of it. And it's just inspiring and it's amazing, an amazing thing to see. Okay, so now here's the part that people don't usually tell you about. So the next morning was great. Woke up, went for a run around the, the harbor, got some breakfast. Like life was good. I was just on cloud nine on the plane ride home, just reading all the amazing comments and seeing all the pictures and responding and it was just an incredible feeling. Now, just to give a little more context before I share what happened when we landed, you know, every event that we've done, like it just keeps getting better. These events are amazing. See people's lives change and so fulfilling. Like a thousand things go amazing. A thousand lives are changed. A thousand people are stoked. And then either during, after or some point, there's one little teeny tiny thing that happens. And it kind of like puts a damper on the whole thing. I shouldn't say that it put a damper on the whole thing. I should say that I allowed it to put a damper on it for me. So at this event, the the crazy thing is like it was flawless. It was perfect. Everyone is happy. Nothing but positive feedback. Like everyone is getting so much value. And I was just on cloud nine, like feeling better than I ever had before. It's like, okay, finally, like we're here. We've arrived. It's going to be smooth sailing from here on out. And then I landed and I checked my phone and I had this text. I had this text from one of the members who had taken a screenshot of something that one of our past members had posted on social media. And my heart sank. I was just distraught. It wasn't even a very big deal of what they posted. It was someone who was no longer in the group who I was initially told from the beginning, do not let this person in your group. They will ruin the group. Like they're not the right culture, but it wasn't that noticeable at first. I mean, I, the first call it kind of was, they did seem a little arrogant and we're really even paying attention. We're walking around looking at rehabs like during like the, the call to see if they were the right fit for the group is like the oddest thing. But after I said, Hey, like I actually called him out for it. And I was like, uh, I don't know if this is going to work. Like, I don't know. This is kind of weird. But then afterwards he apologized. I said, Hey, I really want to be in the group. And he had seemed to have at least a certain level of success. And I thought, you know, he seems genuine. He seems apologetic. Uh, I, I think this will, will fit. And I just kind of thought maybe the other guy was being a little harsh. Even though he's a great guy. The other guy, but I thought maybe just, you know, being a little too judgmental or something. Right. And I would, I, my bad. I made the mistake. So I love this guy in the group. And in one way, I mean, sometimes he came across as he was giving a lot of value, but after getting to know him more, it was more all about the ego. It was all about him and, and people looking at him and thinking he was amazing. And anytime I kid you not, like someone else would say something, he would always say, well, we do it this way and why his way is better and they should do it like that. And it's just very belittling of everyone in the group. I don't. Even, I don't think he totally recognized it, right? So I'm not totally pointing the blame or, or finger at him. And I, the funny thing is, I would keep going to bat for this guy because, like, you know, I, I don't think he's it's intentional. We would talk to him about it, 
but just thing after thing. I mean, I would have some people be on a call and he would reach out and say, why didn't you have me on the call? I'm way more doing way more than that person. And it's just like, what? Like, that's just so weird. Like, who does that? Um, And just always like when he'd come to the event, sometimes like he wouldn't even have a presentation ready at all or really anything valuable to give. Just talk about, oh, and I have another give and I'm going to give you this and all this stuff. And it was just, oh, it just kind of got kind of rubbed a lot of people in the group the wrong way. But there were some people who, you know, thought, hey, this guy knows a lot. And anyway, so I was like, you know, it's cool. No big deal. Now, when it came time for renewal, Bill and I were kind of hoping that this person would not renew and stay in the group because it was going to be a hard discussion to have with him when we tell him, hey, we don't think you're really the right fit for this group, right? But fortunately and unfortunately... He had kind of teamed up with some other people who were kind of partners, but not like true, like total partner. Anyway, like he just wanted to bring in like all these other people that were in different areas into the group and didn't want to pay anything extra for them. And we were like, no, we're not going to do that. It's not fair to everyone else. And not to mention these were people that were in like the other part of the community that were probably future, like seven figure flipping members potentially. And we just said, hey, no, that we just don't want to do that. And you're going to have to, if you if they do come in, they're going to have to pay a little extra. Right? It's just not right for people to go say, hey, let's team up together and do one. Th-. Anyway, it just didn't make sense to us. And so we said no. And he did not respond. Like, his, like we weren't like super jerks about it. We we're just like, hey, you know, this is how it works. This is how, and he, his communication was horrible. We actually talked to him. Bill talked to him about it at the beginning of the year. Did not respond. And then he reached out to me and I was like, yeah, you know, this is just what we're going to have to do. Didn't respond at all. So when the time came, we removed him from the group. No harm, no foul. We went to the event. Never said anything to anybody about this guy. We weren't like, oh, yeah, he's out of the group. Hooray. You know, nothing. Like, it was like, you know, it's cool. Like, we all have our different things. He's not the right fit. It didn't work. No big deal. So then he goes and he must have seen the event and everyone that was having such a great time. And I don't know, maybe got jealous or upset that he wasn't there. And so then he decides, hey, um... I'm going to badmouth these guys instead of just like letting it be and being like, Oh, I'm just going to do my thing or maybe reaching out and saying, Hey, I know I was doing this and that. And you know, I'm, I'm cool, man. I'm, I'm open with people like forgive and forget. Like, let's move on. Right. Even if you reach out right now, like I, maybe I give people more credit than they deserve sometime, but I would be open to being like, Hey, you know, it, it's all good, man. Let's put the past behind us. But he decided it'd be better to go and like slam us on social media in front of everyone and start reaching out to people in our community and telling them that our group is blah, 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 and that they should be in this other group and all this stuff. And so this is where, like, shame on me, right? Like, I totally let that one thing, that one silly comment that I shouldn't even have seen. Thanks a lot. I won't say who sent it to me, but thanks a lot, man. You know who you are. Just kidding. <laughs> I should never even seen. I shouldn't have cared about. I shouldn't, like, get to me. Instead, the whole drive home... I went from being on cloud nine and, and not cloud nine and cloud nine because I was with some of the most amazing people and seeing their life change and change in the world. And it was just the best feeling ever to driving for a half hour and just being like, like just fuming inside. Right. And you guys have heard me talk about this before. Maybe it's, maybe it's my own issues. I don't know. I think we all do this at times. I hope, <laughs> I hope it's not just me. It, it's just silly. Right. So I was letting this get to me and just eat at me. To the point to where even when I got home and I put on a smile and like my, my family hadn't seen me in a while. They're excited to see me. And to be honest, even though I was excited to see them, I wasn't totally present. And I let this thing just like bug me and, and stay on my mind. And 
Uh, I, don't, I don't know if they could tell or not. Like, I think Tara could tell. And I eventually told her the situation and what had happened. And instead of us having like a great moment together of being reunited and talking about what they did, like I allowed this to, to consume me for, for a moment at least. So as I was telling Tara, Tara is amazing. I mean, we just like any couple have had, you know, our, our ups and downs. Uh, but lately, I don't know what it is. We're just, things are just going. She's awesome. I give her all the credit in the world, but she was very understanding and she's like, oh, that, that really stinks. That's really too bad. And she told me, she said, you know what? And we recently watched this show on Netflix about Mother Teresa and I like Mother Teresa is like the most amazing person in the world. And she said, did you know that if you look up Mother Teresa online, you know, I was all concerned, like, what are people going to think? This person wrote that thing. And she said, you know, if you look at Mother Teresa online, that there are a lot of people that say bad things about her. And I was like, what? It's like, yeah, I mean, there just are, right? Because she had such an impact, such an influence that there are gonna be, there's going to be someone out there who is going to somehow try to bring her down, try to find something bad to say about Mother Teresa for crying out loud, right? And I am not comparing myself to Mother Teresa at all. I'm just saying the fact that someone has something to say about me or the group, why in the world would I let that consume me so much? And at that moment, I was reminded of something that one of my professors in college told us one day. Uh, now, this may be the only thing I learned in college. I'm just kidding. But it is something that stuck out to me. And as you guys know, I was going to school, you may not know, to, to be a PE coach. That's a whole other story. But sometimes we would be teaching these PE classes in like in middle school or whatnot. And you would have like 50 kids or so in the class. And all of them would be having a great time. But there would be like one or two kids that were just kind of goofing off or not paying attention or just kind of being a punk. And it was so easy to let all of your attention and focus go into that one or two people that you kind of start to neglect all the other kids because you're focusing on them, focus on disciplining them. That's where your heart is. That's where your focus. That's where your attention is. And you neglect everyone else. And that's what those kids want. They want that attention, right? And you're neglecting everyone else who really cares and does want to progress. And it's almost overshadowed. You feel like everyone's, ah, no one cares, all this stuff, when it's really not the majority. And he said something that he was told a long time ago that he never forgotten stuck with him and really helped him through his career as a PE coach was when someone told him, don't sweat the slackers. Here's the thing in life. I mean, haters are going to hate, right? There's always going to be trolls. There's always going to be that one person that's going to try to bring you down. Years ago, I wrote on Bigger Pockets this post where I was sharing all this valuable information with people, and I was called more names than, like, accused of more bad things than I ever have in my whole life, and it crushed me. But you know what? It's going to happen. There's going to be those people out there. There's going to be people who, if they don't have a building as big as yours, instead of building theirs up and trying to figure out how they can keep growing, they're going to try to knock yours down. And the thing is, it's going to happen. It's not a matter of if or when, but the only thing that matters is how you respond to that. Because if you allow yourself to be consumed, if you start to focus on that one thing, you're going to miss everything else. And I'm talking about this could be a person, this could be something that goes wrong in your business, but just that one thing, that one outlier, that one obstacle, that one challenge, if you focus on that and allow that to consume you, instead of getting back up and keep moving forward, then you're done for. Having that been said, 
if you're able to recognize it, then you can harness that and you can turn it into a positive thing. I'll tell you what. I mean, I was fired up after the event. I was excited to come home and help people even more. But after like this comment, like I'm fueled even more. Even more, I want to take over the world. Even more, I want to give value. I want to help my students progress. I want to create the best coaching and mastermind programs out there in the world, in the universe. Even if, even though we already have the best one, I want it to be even better. So keep that in mind. Whatever it is that you're doing, whenever you have a challenge or an obstacle to overcome or someone says something that isn't very nice, don't sweat the slackers. Focus on the people who count. Focus on the people who matter. You know, don't ask opinions of people that really don't know because they're going to give it to you. So sometimes we can bring that on ourselves, but sometimes there's going to be people out there that no matter what you do are going to try to bring you down. Don't pay attention. Don't listen to them. Don't let them in your life. But somehow when they do creep in, in some way, shape or form, don't let it get to you. But use that as fuel to keep driving, to keep pushing forward, to keep going on your life mission, on your goals, on your dreams. And if you do, you'll be better off for it. So now it's time for the silver lining. There's always a silver lining. With any problem, any obstacle, any challenge, there's always a silver lining if you're open to looking for it. So Bill literally sent me a Vox or or a text through Voxer saying, because I said, hey, did you see what happened here? It was kind of, I, I, didn't, I was like, hey, I don't want to bug you. Don't worry about this right now. We can talk about it tomorrow. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm aware of it. He's like, I intentionally didn't tell you. I, I actually knew while we were at the event. And he said, but there's a silver lining. I'll talk to you about it tomorrow. So, I'm, of course, I'm like, oh, what's he talking about? So, went to bed. And then the next day when I talked to Bill, he said, you know, he wrote that. And then people from our community, like, came to bat for us. And they were just talking about how amazing the group is. And we're going on and on of all these amazing things. And Bill said he's never had more people reach out to him personally, both in the group and even people who aren't in the group, who now want to learn more about this group and what we're all about. And when someone would say something like that and all these people would come to bat and share their experience of actually being in the group, being in the group now and what that's like. And they're like, this must be something special. He had more than one conversation he's continuing to have these conversations that came from that and the same thing happened back in the day with my bigger pockets post like i was distraught at the time but i cannot tell you how many people who are currently in the seven figure group and who knows in the six figure and house wing formula group initially found me through that post and it was because of some of that the negativity that was said but then other people come in and say no that's not true and then people had to do the research on their own Now, you can find the silver lining in anything, anything you can think of that might look as an excuse to someone or a reason why they can't do something is actually even the more reason why they can. The truth is, if you think about it, like everyone loves an underdog. If for whatever reason you came from a family that didn't have a bunch or maybe you're a minority or a woman or or something that supposedly shouldn't be as successful according to the status quo as other people, if you use that thing to your advantage, it will become an advantage. I see it all 
the time. You can take the things that are good and make them good. And you can take the things that are maybe, quote unquote, not good or not to your advantage and use them to your advantage. Once again, when Tara and I were talking about this situation, she reminded me of a movie that her and I watched. I think it was called King Arthur or something like that. It wasn't the, you know, the old King Arthur. And normally this isn't like a movie that Tara would would love. But Tara loves, um, okay, little uh, uh, intermission here, guys. So Tara actually overheard me talking about this part. And she's like, dude, you're totally biffing it. Let me help you out here. So (laughs) special news, breaking news. Tara is going to hop in and share with us the lessons that she learned. So first of all, I did not say, dude, you biffed it all up. You were talking, and you said, did I get it right? I'm like, yeah, kind of, but not totally. Okay, that was my own interpretation. That was your own interpretation. (laughs) So basically, there's this movie called, I think it's called King Arthur. And, you know, it's an okay movie. I'm not a huge fan of um, some movies. But I loved the part where you have this guy, young King Arthur, and he's a king, but he doesn't know it. And it comes to the part where he has to choose or try to pull the, the sword out of the stone, right? And he pulls it out. But he doesn't really want it. He doesn't want the power. He doesn't want the responsibility. He doesn't want all that comes with it. And so he basically runs away from it, but it keeps coming back. It keeps haunting him. It keeps showing up everywhere he goes. And he has this battle inside of like, I want this thing, but I don't. And I, I want to be able to do it, but I don't. It's a lot of responsibility. And it's hard. And it's challenging. It pushes me out of my comfort zone. And it's a lot like flipping houses and dealing with crap sometimes is you want it you want the results you want the benefits you want to be able to take care of your family you want to do all these things but it's hard and it's kind of like a hot potato and sometimes you're like ah, I don't want to give it back and it, and it comes back and it keeps hitting you and the cool thing about having the haters or the hard things or the things that really push you is that they force you to take a stand because you know there's this really cool part at the end of the movie where this other guy I think it was his uncle who killed his father and was trying to get him out of the kingdom, trying to destroy everything, he basically tells King Arthur, you know, it's, it was because of me that everything in your life was ruined and all this happened and, and da-da-da-da-da. And King Arthur looks back at him and says, actually, it was because of you that I am who I am today because you forced me to take a stand. You forced me to take this sword and to own it and to change and become the person I am today. And so it's all about taking those opportunities and being forced to really choose and do something that you really want to do in the first place. Boom! Isn't she awesome, guys? I think you should just take over the podcast from now on. <laughs> what do you think? Done. Remember, there are only two kinds of people out there. Those who find a way and those who find a way to not find a way. That's it. Which one are you? And we're all both of them, but how often are you one or the other? Because that... That will determine your success in life. Whether you have a hater or someone, are they fueling you like King Arthur to be your best and to pick a side and go for it? Are you allowing that to pick the side of not going for your dreams, for giving up, for not continuing to go on? And the stronger the opposition in your life, the stronger the obstacles that you have, the stronger you will have to take a stand on one side or the other. Which will it be? The choice is up to you. All right. Well, that's all we got for today, guys. If there is anyone out there who would like help with their house flipping or wholesaling business, you can go to sevenfigureflipping.com, fill out an application, 
And if you are not quite ready for the seven-figure group or maybe you're ready for the eight-figure group, wherever you're at, someone from our team will reach out to you and we'll help put you in the group that is best for you. Also, Flip Hacking Live is coming fast, October 18th, 19th, and 20th. If you do not have your tickets yet, get them ASAP. We'll be having many of these people who were at the seven-figure flipping group who are in the seven- and eight-figure flipping group, and the coaches will be presenting. This is not an event where everyone gets up and their only goal is to sell you something. No, they go and they share tons of value. They give you their systems. They just share everything they got. So that is in October in San Diego, October 18th, 19th, and 20th. The seven-figure flipping event is two days before that, and the eight-figure flipping event is the day before that. So if you are able to join these groups, we'll see you for the whole week. If you're only able to come to Flip Hacking Live, that is cool as well. We'll see you the 18th, 19th, and 20th. Go to fliphackinglive.com to get your tickets now. Once we sell a few more tickets, the prices will be going up and we'll definitely be selling out this year just like every other year in the past. All right, guys, that's all I got for today. Keep taking action. Keep failing forward. Don't sweat the slackers. Surround yourself with the people that can help you get there. Consistent and persistent actions is what it takes. I believe in you. Believe in yourself. You can do anything you put your mind to. And we will talk to you next time on the House Flipping HQ Podcast. Bye-bye. This has been the House Flipping HQ Podcast. Your, Your ultimate house flipping resource for intelligent real estate investing and financial freedom. Check out amazing tutorials, blogs, how-tos, and other inspiring podcasts with house flipping experts at houseflippinghq.com. Houseflippinghq.com.